Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, it is upon us. The, uh, the Christmas 2022 storm that we've been uh, talking about been anticipating over the course of a week it uh, has arise uh, ar- arrived i should say on this first full day of winter 2022-2023 and it's brought with it uh, a decent amount of snow a decent amount of snow not a you know not we're not buried in snow but one or, uh, one or two or three or four inches it yeah doesn't matter yeah uh probably somewhere in that range um i, I, I would say i would say probably Two. two to three yeah. in in uh, in my neighborhood, just eyeballing it. Uh, so you've got that, and and so ended up on the lower end of the storm. And as uh, as Rusty Dawkins has been talking about, it's just with that cold and the dry air, and actually the wind coming out of the north. Um, you had, it was a little drier than was expected, uh, and then a lot of it just got pushed pushed south. Uh, and the bigger amounts ended up being to the south here uh, in terms of snowfall. So uh, I guess on the bright side of things, uh, you're not dealing with, uh, you know, just like the the type of snow that usually need to have to plow the, the residential roads. Now, that said, uh, there's there's still enough. <laughs> there's still enough in those residential areas, especially where there's going to be some drifting happening, that that could be an issue getting around areas that haven't already been plowed or treated. Uh, so that they, they haven't started on the uh, the residential streets at all yet. They're just working. No, there. and I don't even know if they've got enough that they will. Um, to be honest, with depend, whatever the policy is it, now, it depends on. Well, you know, they're doing it more on a case by case basis, yeah, I, and and with uh, with these things. Um, the the drifting I, is is going to continue yeah I, tomorrow i just i wonder if that that'll even be a huge priority uh with this but we'll we'll see on that so um some snow not not the uh not the you know six eight inches that uh we had seen some projections of at the beginning of the week definitely on the lower end of the total snow but the temperatures are what the, we thought they would be the wind is what we thought it would be as it stands right now in the capital city uh, i can tell you we are currently at nine below the wind chill uh, as it stands right now we're not even going through one of these huge gusts right now we got a steady wind at 18 miles an hour out of the north uh, that is making your wind chill right at the moment here in our numbers at 34 below i just looked at alliance yeah it's 20 below and the wind chill is 48 below yeah uh, and and I they can, were at fifty nine below a couple hours ago. I, and I can tell you from in my thirty second walk from my car to the uh, to the back door here of the broadcast house at forty fourth and O, uh, it's plenty unpleasant <laughs> in terms of in terms of how it feels out there. And so, what do we have ahead? Well, I mean, really now you're in a pattern where what you see is what you get, essentially for another. 24 almost 36 hours um you're you're going to have really consistently really consistently over the next 24 hours temperature is going to really set where it is between 10 below and 8 below up until the sun comes up tomorrow morning winds are going to stay pretty steady at gusts of 
little over 20 miles an hour, or excuse me, steady winds of a little over 20 miles an hour, gusts uh, up near 40 miles an hour on and off. Um, the one thing that might change a little bit is there you might see some sunshine actually here later in the day today uh, as the clouds move off and the precipitation gets out of here completely. Uh, but we should be done with the precip on this now. It is it is past and now it is just what the wind and the cold weather do with it. And so there's not a lot of mystery, Mark, really in terms of what the the next 24 to you know, 36 ish hours. And I, I I guess really, you know, the the temperatures will go up a little bit on Friday. We'll be back into single digits by the afternoon on Friday. Uh, wind chills instead of instead instead of being 35 40 below will be 15 20 below through the midday on Friday and the evening hours more like 20 below in the overnight hours and then by the time you get to noon on saturday on christmas eve winds are going to go back to kind of a a a normal level uh where there'll be more 10 miles an hour and temperatures get up into the double digits and so uh won't be all that won't be all that bad on saturday so uh you're kind of going through this extreme cold for you know, two two days, two nights, two and a, two and a half days, and two nights yeah. essentially. If you're traveling by uh, uh, airline, um, you know, between now and Christmas, uh, more than 1,200 flights actually 1,218 flights have been canceled already for today, and over 700 for tomorrow already. So okay, it's going to really you know start to uh, yeah. you know domino effect and back things up. So yeah, without without a doubt and. Uh, and then especially, you know, going into and, and, and with this bumping a little bit to the south, uh, it looks like Mark, uh, you know, I know, you know, northern Missouri, Kansas is probably getting this a little bit worse than they thought that they might. Um, and then as this thing is going to track east over the course of the next day or two, uh, obviously that'll impact especially a lot of the air travel associated with with Chicago and then. I think of the East Coast, this is, is going to be more of a rain event for the most part. Right along the coast, but yeah, Philadelphia is probably going to be a mix. Uh, Pittsburgh will be snow. Detroit, snow. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a, going to be a challenge. Look, looking at the radar right now, um, you basically got, Mark, all of the precipitation is now out of the state of Nebraska, the, the entire state, uh, as it looks like. You might be just still getting a little bit. Uh, on the on the the southeast the border uh, between Nebraska and Kansas, uh, the the kind of the corner there with Missouri as well. But beyond that, you really should the snow the snow should be uh, done for this particular system in in the entire state, and it's uh, you know going up through through Des Moines into you know and then kind of comes down to the southwest through Topeka through central Kansas right now. Uh, that's where you're getting most of the snowfall with this thing and, and Wisconsin getting a lot and then into Chicago as well. So uh, eventually into Chicago as well. So here we are. That's what we got. Uh, now it's uh, now it's a game of uh, just maintaining with the uh, with the snow that's here. Uh, with the wind blowing it around and with the uh, extremely cold temperatures that are out there. What was, so. it, what was it like uh, walking across the pedestrian bridge last night after the game? <laughs> Caleb just it was, was less than awesome. He was t- just yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, on my way into Pinnacle Bank Arena, so where we have to park as media is the festival lot that's over by the Haymarket, and then we walk across the pedestrian bridge, and when I was heading over there, it was probably 530, 540, um, as I was walking across that bridge, I was fine. 
And guys, I just got my hair cut yesterday where there is nothing on the side. You can it feel is that, like huh? Down to the skin. And on the way over before the game, I was like, this is fine. I'm okay with yeah. this. It was kind of, it was weird. It was weirdly sort of nice in the late afternoon. Almost four hours later, after a three overtime game, I took one step outside and I had curse words for Mother Nature. I said, that's enough winter. How long have we had winter? Six hours? That's too much winter already. Um, Had Nebraska not won that game, that walk may have been miserable across there. But this is the key. Get yourself an automatic start on that vehicle because I could see my car across the bridge, across the, the train tracks, and I started it up. And it warmed up in the time it took me to get across nice. there. That nice little heated steering wheel just buried into the uh, into the seat as it was nice and warm and cozy for me. But yeah, the, the wind going across there, that wind's no joke. No. When, when, that, when that hits you in the face, it is no joke. No, not at all. Yeah, not not at all. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I took an interesting step last night. I tend to, I have got uh, one of those smart thermostats, and uh, you know because I want to be so frugal, I I uh, set it to go down pretty low during the night when I'm sleeping because I don't mind being cold when I'm sleeping. My family doesn't necessarily agree with this, but I put it on the thing where it goes down to like you know I don't know sixty three in the night. Yeah, crank it I down crank at it, night. I crank it down at night to save money. And my family said, uh, my family said, you got to quit doing that for a little while. It's, it's too, it's too cold in here. So I did, I changed that for them. Wait, if you put it on 50, that should feel really hot. Yeah. Like that should be fine. Right. 50 is great. That's cargo shorts weather. I thought <laughs> that was my reasoning, but they, they didn't like that. But last night I was like, okay, you know what I'm doing? What normally happens is that temperature goes down at night and it's good sleeping weather. But I wake up in the morning, and I wake up in the morning, and I'm n- I never really get warm the entire time. And so last night I go to bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna dress to go to bed tonight, like I'm uh, gonna be outside. So I'm leaving my hoodie on, I'm getting the old flannel pants out, I'm keeping the socks on, and doggone it, if that didn't completely work, really, I w- I was uh yeah, it was I never got in th- that thing where like the inside your insides never feel you know just don't get warm until you know till about this time in the morning mm-hmm. so that worked out for me personally uh but yeah the the drive in is always that's always this thing for me because I'm the only person who doesn't have auto start in my family and so I don't I and I suppose I could go out open up the garage and start things up you know a few minutes early before I leave but I didn't do that and so this time of year it's always a game when I leave from my house and I'm just watching that little temperature gauge on the car and I'm like move <laughs> move and once once it creeps up from the very bottom up to the sea for uh-huh. cold then I'm like, I think now if I turn on the heat at full blast, it will have some modicum of warm air in it and not just be like the air conditioning. And but that usually takes that usually takes for me to get to like uh uh driving by pious essentially till I start to have that. I'm using the automatic start. I want that baby cooking yeah. for my two minute commute. Yeah. So uh there it is. Uh in retrospect, guys, it probably didn't have to cancel school yesterday. Yeah, probably not. Uh, in Lincoln, at least. I mean, 
definitely didn't, frankly, but uh, did it out in abundance of caution. But that didn't really. You did start to get some some drizzle uh, and get things kind of slickened up. But that was really after school would have been out for the most part. That was probably, I don't know, 4, 430 in the afternoon uh, when you first started to get that. And like Caleb said, the temperatures just they weren't they weren't really that bad uh, during the course of the day. And there obviously wasn't any precipitation beyond that. So. I don't know, kids. How do you feel now? Now, uh, today, obviously, yeah, today, obviously, you cancel. That's that's. Uh, I don't have any questions for that. But kids, now are they regretful that they got that day off? Now you got uh, at least you high schoolers who now have another final coming up here when you get back from Christmas break. But uh, I did. I didn't know this. I I know it now. But uh, evidently, I assume this is at all the schools. Uh, where they're saying that the final that you take now, if you take ones that were moved back or change, that they can only help your grade. They can't hurt your existing grade at oh, the time. So, so, so let, let's say you have an 86 in a class right. and you get below that, it just won't count. It counts if it would bring the but, final but grade up. But if you up, get an 88 or something. So okay. that's, a, that's a gesture that makes it okay. a little less, little less pressure and isn't going to be, you know, yeah, I don't think in my household anybody's too worried about it. I so. really liked those, and there was a couple college courses I had where you could drop your lowest uh, test score in a semester, mm-hmm. and you'd get to the end, and you're like, "Oh, I've got all good. Like, I could get a, I could just drop this next one, and I've got an A." And right. You're just like, "That's I a freebie." Am hosting this yeah. final couple of weeks. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that's um, that's the situation uh for. For right now, um, if you are traveling today, obviously, uh, or, or or even tomorrow, I think kind of the kind of the same thing. Like mm-hmm. like we had said, even going east tomorrow, uh, I looked at out of the National Weather Service out of Des Moines, and they still basically said extreme travel conditions all the way through uh, into the evening tomorrow night. Still, so and I think Friday is probably a lot a day that a lot of people were targeting to do some traveling. Maybe if you're going west, Caleb. Uh, not going to be as as much of an issue here. As it should be okay. Depends east. on how far west. If you're going west or or actually probably north, it's probably not too bad. If you're going slightly south or east, you're probably going to run yeah. into more problems yeah, dr- driving wise, at least from here. Well, Gary told us on the uh, Rickstein Recognition text line, his son's house in Montana, thirty three below. That's not the wind chill. Oh my goodness. Thirty-three. He below. says, "Let's enjoy our balmy weather." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Out on the John yeah. Dutton Ranch, it's very cold right now. By the way, we've just uh, a little while ago got an update from the uh, National Weather Service. They've now canceled the winter storm warning mm. and replaced oh, really? it, replaced it with a winter weather advisory until six this evening. The wind chill warning remains in effect until noon Saturday. New- so okay. things are improving. Hey, all right. Hey, we didn't get we. It's not great out there, but we didn't get the worst case scenario, right? So we can we can say that. And then uh, and then again, uh, Christmas. By the time we get to Christmas Day, we are looking at uh, mid twenties. So you know, seasonal chilly weather uh, at the time, but nothing that's obviously very extreme at all. And the winds will be fairly normal. And then and then, guys, after that, you're basically uh, climbing up. Climbing up about eight degrees every every day or two to the time that we by the time we get to New Year's weekend we may be uh, maybe looking at the fifties mark. Uh, it's yeah. not, <laughs> and that the, what this uh, what two three inches of snow uh, not going to last very long. 
not going to last very long. By the time we ring 2023 in, I think you're going to be looking at uh, just kind of some uh, some wet lawns and and probably not a whole lot of white out there. Depends on whether we get uh, you know uh, enough sun to, to help. If it's cloudy next week, even though it's warmer, yeah. it's a lot less uh, makes for a lot less melting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and it looks like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we could see a little. Don't know if it'd be warm enough to to really do a whole lot of melting. But again, uh, this is a kind of going to be a short lived deal yeah. in terms of the extreme weather and and bumping back to normal and and really above normal temperatures as we get into the beginning of twenty twenty three. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we are this morning. Uh, I I got ninety nine point nine percent sure uh, he is not up and not listening. But just in case that point oh one percent is true and uh, it's on in the house, I want to wish my uh, my son Johnny happy eighteenth birthday today. Yeah, happy turns, birthday! He yeah. turns eighteen today, and so I have uh, by law an adult child now. I suppose. You know, I guess the know, age have, of in Nebraska, a, the age of majority is nineteen. Technically, you have an so. adult son, not an yes, adult an adult child. child. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. An adult. Son. No, we are all Although, adult child. In Nebraska, a lot of those <laughs> a lot of those laws about age of majority are technically nineteen. Yeah. But he can vote now. What, I, I was going to say, what, what's the what's the birthday thing? Because when I was, I did, I didn't smoke. But what you did when you turned eighteen was yeah. you, you went and you got a lottery ticket and you bought some smokes. Oh, can you get lottery tickets at eighteen now? I don't know if that's even true. You can't smoking is higher I now. I thought it was. I th- I said joke jokingly to him. I was like, "Well, you're gonna rip a bunch of cigs tomorrow," <laughs> and uh, and they were like, what? "Somebody was like, no, that's actually not the the ne- number anymore." It's, we we it's, don't even know. What it I don't is. even know what it is. It's not eighteen. So anyway, I guess won't, the- <laughs> we'll wait a little while longer to rip cigs all day. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do that. Yeah, there was kind of a sad thing yesterday on the winter solstice. The the inventor of windchill, you know, the guy that actually figured out all died yesterday oh really yeah uh Ironic. he died at the age of 86 uh, he huh. felt like 64 but he was 86 <laughs> all right 626 so bad. wow <laughs> i thought that was real telling k today with jack and friends on klin want today's top news stories top husker stories you can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon just sign up for the daily for free at klin.com So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. And I wanted to yeah, give a quick update on what we have going on on the show today. We've got so far into talking to the weather. I didn't give you that preview that I like to give. Um, today is a Thursday, and I normally have Ticket Thursday. We do still have tickets to give away. We're going to give away tickets to Nebraska and Iowa. We just lost to Eastern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> 
as Caleb said, the biggest point spread uh, upset in college basketball's modern history uh, last night. 31 and a half. Iowa was up by eight at halftime, too. That's the amazing thing. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we do have two of those. But I do want to just since the weather is such a big story today, uh, I don't think we're going to take up all of seven ten for uh, one of my super easy or super hard games. And so, can we do uh, Caleb? Why don't we do a text contest uh, okay. for the for the tickets? We'll, we can. Sorry, I put you a little on the spot here, oh, but we fine. can. Uh, you can when you think of it, you can give us the word that people need to text in, and we'll pick a winner out of those here by the end of the show today. So uh, we'll we'll do a text contest. We have a pair of tickets for Nebraska and Iowa. That is a week from today is that game, the 29th. So if you're if you're in town, uh, if you're not out of town doing holiday stuff, and you want to have something to do that night, we will tell you how you can text in to potentially win those tickets to Nebraska and Iowa, and be nice to get a good. Good raucous crowd at Pinnacle Bank Arena for that one, uh, given the the situation for Nebraska's last game where it wasn't part of the season tickets and it was uh, kind of a sparse crowd. You're gonna have a you're gonna have an angry Iowa team that's coming in and uh, what is a big game for Nebraska to try and get on the board in the W column for the Big Ten. So if you go, please be there, be loud, uh, be involved. Just we won't have the student the student body there as regularly as you would regularly. Right, yeah. So, yeah, if you're there, definitely be loud. I'll be there. I just can't yell while I'm drinking my beer in the media section. Um, <laughs> you can text Nebraska ball. How's about right. that? We, we've got Thank that you. queued up. All right, so text Nebraska ball uh, throughout the course of the show. If you text it once, you'll be entered, and we'll just pick one randomly here at the end of the show, and we'll text you back if you are our winner. Uh, in the meantime... Today, as you are, uh, those of you who are out and about today, uh, I would love to hear just kind of what your experience has been uh, with this weather situation, whether it's getting around, whether it's driving in town or outside of town, whether it is those of you who unfortunately have had to uh, be outside this morning, if you have one of those dogs that absolutely has to have a walk or you've got to uh, clear snow or you've got just a situation where you're outside. Uh, I just kind of want to hear from from all of you here at 710 this morning through the Rickstein Recognition text line or even the phone line, uh, just kind of what you're seeing out there with the weather situations, what the reality of it is, and how that can maybe help people out who will be doing the same thing a little bit later today. Uh, I, I will say real quick uh, for, for myself, just the driving part of it, um, and and I have a four wheel drive, but um, the you know the residentials the, the, there may be some issues just for people in the residentials who aren't able to get good traction uh, with that little bit of snow. Like I said, maybe two to three inches. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you might you know if you if you go up on a drift, you could get yourself a little bit deep in those. But I didn't really have any problems. And then the the main arterials were. And again, it's always better for us when there's nobody on the roads. It always seems to get a lot worse Yeah, a little bit later more. in the day. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't really have any problems. I know you don't have a long drive, but, but not any problems. No. Uh, I, I also, even though it's not that far, I go kind of slow and yeah. um, coming out of a parking lot. Roads also weren't weren't too bad as I was driving home last night either. And that was before all the snowfall. The uh, the biggest problem yesterday I noticed was uh, as I was doing, <laughs> I did the thing last night where 
uh, we basically said, okay, what is every errand that we need to have run <laughs> basically all the way through maybe Christmas Eve late afternoon? Let's get everything done so we don't have we don't have anything that we need to do. Um, and so I had a big list of still last minute Christmas shopping, groceries. You know, we got we got we have my uh, brother and sister in law who are coming back through in town, and they're going to stay with us Friday night. So planning all the the meals and dinners for that, and then for Christmas Eve and that kind of stuff. So I had about fifteen errands to run over a three hour period last night, and the biggest issue then was not. Too much the driving, although I did see one pretty bad accident, I think, because of slick conditions. It was mainly those, it was mainly the discrepancy on the actual ground between, uh, no slickness when you're walking and then very mm-hmm. slick areas. Oh, yeah. That seemed to be the biggest issue for me just with that, that sort of mm-hmm. freezing rain that fell at the beginning of the front end of this thing. Yeah. So, all right. Sound off time. Uh, let's get into what else is in the news here around the country and around the world today. Uh, yesterday, Vladimir Zelensky uh, arrived in the United States on a, uh, at least up until the last minute, a surprise visit and uh, obviously had an event in the, at the White House with Joe Biden and addressed a joint session of Congress, which was kind of sparsely attended. Uh, but nonetheless, he did speak in front of Congress yesterday. Wearing his familiar olive green sweater, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky spoke from the rostrum of the U.S. House, delivering a message to every American. Your support is Crucial. Zelensky thanked lawmakers for billions in military and financial aid, money he says that is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. Zelensky has pressed the U.S. and European allies for even more lethal equipment. Here at the White House, President Biden detailed a nearly $2 billion defense package that includes Patriot surface-to-air missile defenses. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I saw there was some, it wasn't a large contingent. Well, number one, there was just a lot of people who who decided not to attend this thing for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then there were some members of Congress who were, I don't know, they were kind of ripping him after this. And, uh, like, I get it. I think there's probably a, a, a fair, legit discussion to be had as to what the limits should be of United States um, committing financially and, and with weapons and how much of that can you do and how much of that is sustainable and for how long and how much will it help i think that's a i think that's a legit discussion on this thing but you know sort of an odd amount of people that were just sort of ripping this guy and i'm like yeah. well, i mean come on i mean he, the russia comes in and basically ransacks his entire country um and they're trying to defend their country at this on this whole thing i don't i don't really understand how how you make this guy at all in any sense the bad guy in this whole thing right. at all but it seems like you have some american politicians who were doing that yesterday well even if you oppose sending money to help ukraine like like Again, e- even if you do that he's not the guy who's the right, issue right right I, I i like i said i think there is a legitimate people would get, good faith can have disagreement just about you know where the limits of that should be where it's fiscally responsible how much you know how much it can help and will help and yeah all of those things i think those are are legitimate again again good faith discussions but why is there anima why is there animosity towards him or that country in the, in this whole thing when the aggressors were coming after them and they're defending uh things and defending things pretty amazingly to be honest mm-hmm. with this whole thing remember 
it was about a year ago when this whole thing started and and I think a lot of people thought this is going to be a two, three day thing before it's over. And here we are almost a year later and it continues to rage on. And this country's in, this country's been ransacked, uh, in terms of its infrastructure, in terms of its people, the amount of lives that have been taken because of this. You've got people displaced out of their homes. Like they're, uh, how is, how are they not a sympathetic figure in this whole thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, you know. It is what it is. Politics is weird these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Other things going on. Uh, let's see. Are we any other politics? Oh, we got one more politics one here, I think, before we get into some of the other things going on right now. Uh, the Trump tax returns are, after this whole this whole sort of fight and, and attempts to get them out while he was the president, it looks like now... Um, they are going to be released in the uh, in the coming days. Will they be interesting or or not? I guess that is the question. House Democrats are defending their decision to obtain and publicly release former President Trump's tax returns. In a party line vote late Tuesday, the House Ways and Means Committee agreed to publish Trump's taxes in a matter of days after scrubbing personal information off the documents. During his 2016 campaign, Trump broke precedent by choosing not to release his returns. But Democrats say once Trump was in office, it was the IRS, which failed to properly conduct audits, ignoring rules dating back to the 1970s. And while the returns are not out yet, Democrats are releasing details about Trump's finances. Per a congressional report, from 2015 to 2020, Trump paid various amounts of federal income taxes, with $750 paid in both 2016 and 2017, close to a million dollars in 2018, and no federal income taxes paid in 2020. Hey, nice! No income taxes. That must be nice. <laughs> Real pleasant. Oh, um, oh, Mark's not in there to, to tell us. Yeah, fair, fair tax. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Elon Musk is apparently going to abide by his poll. He, he uh, is going to uh, end his, at some point, going to end his term as the CEO he was already Twitter. planning this, right? Like he knew the way this I was going to go. I assume so, but uh, yeah. So now he's looking for his uh, successor. Elon Musk's Twitter poll says fifty-seven percent of those responding think he should stop being in charge at Twitter, the social network he purchased for forty-four billion dollars. He said he would abide by the poll's results, but afterwards he had no online reaction at first. Tuesday, he posted that he will step aside as chief executive once he finds someone he believes can do the job. Musk has made significant changes to how Twitter operates and has opened up the company's private internal communications and relationship with law enforcement to scrutiny. Eben Brown, Fox News. All right. Hopefully that uh, might tamp down the day-to-day drama on whether or not, you know, the platform is is really going to exist at all in the way that most of us have known it. Little mm-hmm. stability in that whole thing. Um, instead of making like sweeping changes every single day and then going back on some of them and and all of those things. Yeah, I think a little bit more of a you know even even if ideologically aligned with Musk on some things, that's whatever. That is what it is. But let's let's at least come, keep some stability in the platform right. itself. I think there's some balance that can be there from what it was previously to what Elon Musk wants it to be, where if he has this grand vision, this like long-term plan of what he wants Twitter to be, you don't do that with just, hey, today we're just going to roll this out. Like It takes some time. It takes trying to figure out what what the effects of that is going to be. 
So if you put someone else there who can kind of be the person who's going to implement those and roll right. them out and slowly and do all the research for it, that makes a lot of sense. You can still get Elon Musk's Twitter, but it needs to not, you can't just flip it overnight. Right, right. It, th- this is probably a self-centered view, uh, well, I'm sure it is, of, of looking at this, but again the anticipation about what the impact of this was going to be was that it was largely going to be about whether or not certain accounts were censored or or not censored anymore or all of those things and you know for for me frankly that doesn't actually come up all that much in the way that i use this i don't I don't tend to follow or get content from people who are on that line of being censored or not censored i'm a whole lot more interested in just does it work in the in the way that it did before on a day-to-day basis um and i'm hopeful that uh, th- there'll be a ceo who actually makes that happen and assures that that's going to continue mm-hmm. to happen uh, uh of course we talked a lot about the weather this morning uh but not only impacting our area but really a huge swath of the entire country we're really just at the early stages of what is going to be a major winter storm seeing it now sweep across the plain state sweeping across the upper midwest that very heavy snow currently falling in places like wisconsin back across the plains this is only going to intensify as it really deepens and becomes a bomb cyclone which is just really an in- intensification in a very short amount of time so we are expecting this to become a more powerful storm and it's not just the snow maybe just as important as this brutally cold air that's going to affect millions more even if you're outside of that area where you're seeing snow negative 30 negative 40 i've seen some negative 50s early this morning and it's only going to dig deeper into the south and spread across a larger portion of the country there you go um so yeah uh, i'm looking by the way at the u.s wind chill map right now it looks to me like your no your your national cold wind chill number right now uh, appears to be on up in the very northwest corner of Nebraska uh, in the Wyoming border there. I, I've got a 60 below reading right there. I don't know exactly what station that's at. It looks like it's on the Wyoming side. Uh, but 60 below is your lowest spot right now. Uh, you've got you've got in the state of Nebraska, you've got a 52 below. You've got a 55 below. I mean, even in northern Minnesota, it's only 28 below right now. It's uh, nicer here. It's nicer in International Falls, Minnesota, than it is in northwest Nebraska oh, right now. Uh, Montana has some 51 belows. Uh, we are still we're still here about 30, 35, 36 below. So not quite where the lowest ones in the entire country are right now. But we're in that region of where the very coldest is Man, that right is, now. That's just an epic cold blast. Like if you've seen some of the the graphic images where they they show how that cold blast is coming out of um out of the north out of canada and dipping into the united states it's wild to see exactly how large that is and how big of an impact i mean we're feeling it here where the temperatures were just a couple days ago to now and it's interesting to look how far south the cold dips right now you've got uh parts in northern texas uh you got 26 below wind chills in northern texas right now (laughs) you've got uh yeah all the way down i mean you've got parts of arizona um that you or excuse me new mexico not arizona uh new mexico where you've got a, a 23 below wind chill wow. right now Jeez. at this point um and so some definitely some areas of the country that would not be used to that kind of weather whatsoever uh all right 
What else do we have going on? Oh, th- this is uh, interesting. Flu, obviously, numbers con- t- continue to be significant. And one of the issues, we talked about this earlier this week, was uh, the medications, the p- specific prescription flu medications that are often uh, sent out with people who have the flu designed to do that. There are shortages of those. So much of them are being used. So the federal government is looking at uh, basically unlocking some of their stockpile of these. As health experts say the U.S. is in one of the worst flu seasons in years, the Biden administration is releasing doses of prescription flu medicine from the strategic national stockpile. States will be able to request doses of Tamiflu, but it's unknown right now how many doses will be made available. The CDC estimates that flu has led to over 9,000 deaths and 150,000 hospitalizations so far this year. This comes as the White House has also made preparations for a possible surge in COVID cases. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. All right. And then we're going to end on this one just because it's such a crazy story. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you, if you live or are visiting New York City during the Christmas season, one of the one of the things that you try and get to if you can get tickets is to go see the Rockettes, Radio City Music Hall, right? Well, uh, one woman who happens to be an attorney uh, decided to do that with her Girl Scout troop. Unfortunately. For her, there's facial recognition technology that apparently they use to scan everybody going in, and they found something about her affiliations that disqualified her from seeing the show. Attorney Kelly Conlon says she was kicked out of Radio City Music Hall in New York City as she tried to see the Rockettes with her daughter and other Girl Scout troop members because of where she works. Apparently singled out by facial recognition technology, then barred because her employer has for years been involved in personal injury litigation against a restaurant owned by MSG Entertainment, which also runs Radio City. Conlon, who says she's not affiliated with cases against MSG, is just one in a string of attorneys shown the door because they work for firms suing the conglomerate, which says it has a straightforward policy precluding them until that litigation's been resolved. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Okay. I mean... It's it's pretty hard to make the 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 person affiliated with a personal injury firm be sound like the the good guy and the victim in this case, but jeez, kicking them out with the Girl Scout troop because you're facially scanning everyone to see if they might be affiliated with the law firm that's happening with a restaurant that's in your ownership group. Come on, it's Christmas, guys. They just you, want to see the Rockets. That's that's a real jerk guys, move. Come on. Yeah, all right, 656. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIA. Just Jessica Blum. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, thank you very much. And it is time to check in the, to the Capital Humane Society, find out about the uh, pets they're going to be featuring this week. Uh, good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good, just trying to stay warm. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, tell us about the pets that you're featuring this week. So first off, we have Broski, and he's approximately two to three years old. He's a boxer lab mix, and he's kind of a darkish uh, brown, red, and white in color, neutered male. Uh, weighs about 62 pounds, so he's full grown. But he came in as a lost dog, and unfortunately nobody came looking for him. But very energetic dog, outgoing. Definitely looking for an active home where you can get plenty of playtime and uh, adventures outside. And if you got another dog that's uh, kind of the same uh, energy level, he'd probably do well with them. Uh, he's definitely go, go, go. All right. And what else? 
And then we got Cobweb, who is uh, approximately six months old, and he's a domestic short-haired, gray, neutered male. He actually came to us back in mid-October, and when he came in, he had a fractured femur. And so our veterinary team uh, went in there and put a pin in and got it to heal, and he spent the last couple months in foster care, and now he's completely healed and obviously a lot bigger, and he's ready for a new home. Very good. We'd encourage you, if you're thinking about a new pet, always check out the Capital Humane Society. Adoptions are a great way uh, to help out that population. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you here in a couple weeks, all right? Sounds good. There you go. Matt Macharo from the Capital Humane Society. It is 7 o'clock on KLI in Lincoln. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Favorite traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us. Uh, it is Ticket Thursday, and we're still going to give away tickets, but we want to spend some time focusing on the weather situation today. And so we have uh, shifted our normal plans for Ticket Thursday to a text contest. We've got a pair of tickets to see Nebraska basketball. The men play Iowa coming up next Thursday night at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And so if you're interested in winning those tickets, uh, you can text in the word to the Rickstein Recognition text line, Nebraska ball. Nebraska ball. So text that in to 402-479-1400. Uh, at the end of the show, we will pick a winner uh, from among the entries. And it's just like spelling basketball with N-E-B-R on the front of it. There you go. So text that in if you want a shot at winning those tickets. And again, we'll contact you at the end of the show. So you got a chance to do that throughout the course of the show. Now, right now, I would like to hear from uh, those of you who uh, are having to venture out in one way or the other into the weather situation this morning. I want to give you fully updated on where we're at right now, what to expect going forward. Uh, But I'd especially like to hear from you on the Rick Stein Recognition text line or uh, on the phone line as well at 402-479-1400 if you've been uh, driving around the city if you've been outside of the city or in the area uh, if you're attempting any kind of travel what has that been like you guys are our best eyes and ears out there Uh, and then uh, or if you have to spend some time outside for any reason if you're uh, if you're you've got a dog that has to have a walk uh, or you've just had to, you know, remove snow, or because of a job you've had to be outside. Uh, we would love to hear how you're dealing with that this morning, uh, given that we are right now at 37 below wind chills as we speak. Went out of the 19 with that 13 below temperature here at this point. About 30 minutes ago, Seth texted us on the Rick Stein recognition text line, said, made it to work in record time. Yes, it's a little slick, but not that bad. So that was about 6.45. All right. And and I, that was my experience 
with the roads in Lincoln as well. Uh, with the and and I'm gonna guess, and I haven't seen an official number. I should look for that, but I'm gonna guess just judging eyeballing it from my own neighborhood. I want to say two, maybe three inches of snow uh, after this, mm-hmm. and so you know enough to make the you know the residential areas uh, um, a slick, not like not necessarily like you're slip sliding around everywhere, but you don't have the best traction. Uh, but for the most part, where there's been a lot of traffic on arterial roads, and I presume there's been some sort of treatment on those as well. It's um, slick areas, but I mean far from impassable or anything like this at that point it just wasn't it didn't turn out to be a a particularly major snow event again we always kind of knew that the biggest issue with this was going to be whatever amount of snow there was combined with the wind combined with the wind chills uh and so give us give us a call right now 402-479-1400 or a text on uh how you were able to get around uh where there were problem spots and then, then if you care to just give us uh, the experience and how you tried to keep warm, if you had to be outside, I did see I was driving up 70th Street and I saw, saw somebody who was doing some outdoor snow removal with a snowblower at one of the businesses, yeah. and I felt bad for that person. Um, I mean, I think at some point I'm going to have to get out and scoop off my uh, my walk, my driveway and, and sidewalks here a little bit later today. And so I'm not super looking forward to that. But where is the big is it your face? Is that the problem? If your face isn't covered, uh, I assume that's that's where it really is. That if was you, the problem for me. I could feel my facial hair freezing. Yeah. Like that, that's the part where I'm just like, oh, this feels like everything is freezing on my face. Uh, Mosh Pit Chad texted in, said roads weren't really bad in town, just need to slow down. Uh, snow pa- roads are snow packed, but nothing serious. Lori's, yeah, that was the same thing for me. Yeah, Lori says, I tried to take my dog out in the front yard for just a few minutes to go to the bathroom. The dog wasn't having it. <laughs> After about five seconds, she turned around and headed to the front door. I just texted my wife, who is up with our our dog and our guest dog right now. And um, she, I, I asked, it's, these dogs, both of the dogs, uh, our dog, Reggie, and, and his half-brother, who's, do you have- who's visiting, they well, they they were supposed to come back oh, today. They're... Supposed to come back today. They no longer are coming back today. So it's another. Oh night, no! But, stuck on vacation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, tomorrow is uh, Saturday. Is is when he's heading home. But nonetheless, these dogs are both less than a year old, and so this morning, a little bit yesterday, but really this morning is the first time in their lives that they have experienced snow. <laughs> they they've never <laughs> known what that was. And so I just texted her and I was like, "Well, how do the dogs, you know, like the snow and they're both they're both uh, golden doodles." And yeah. so they've got a like a thick coat of hair. Mm-hmm. They're not technically a cold weather dog breed, but they don't seem like they get that cold. Uh and but she said she said they like it, but they don't even they don't even they don't even like to stay outside very long in this thing. They want to get back in. Right. So. That that's the way that's the way my dog Ella has always been. That she'll she'll want to get back inside, especially because her paws like they start to freeze up if it's too cold. But that first time she hits snow every winter, that is a drug to her. Yeah, I've got that is that is she is outside immediate zoomies. Yes, and she is just laps, laps, sprint, 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 and then just like limping over to me, like, okay, my paws frozen, carry me inside. <laughs> That's kind of what I expected, so I was wondering about that. Uh, yeah, but I, I am curious when I go out because I am going to go out and scoop at some point today. It's your neighborhood responsibility. 
what is the most important part of the uh of the dress in this situation, given given the wind chills, given the cold, I w- I was looking, Caleb. I went out yesterday, and I you know I didn't commit myself to enough. I'm sure I could have figured this out somehow, but I don't think I own like a ski mask. I haven't a gone skiing or b robbed any banks or liquor stores, mm-hmm. and so I've really not had a, a a need for one, and it's just not that been that crazy. But I. I thought maybe I should try and find one. I never did find one, so I don't don't have the ski mask. And so what is the biggest key if you do have to be outside for a short period of time and you don't want to be outside and be exposed to it to a long time, but we get it. You, you know, you got to be outside, walk a dog, scoop a walk, those sorts of things. Is it is it your feet? Is it your toes? Is it your nose? Uh, hopefully you have your ears that that would be covered mm-hmm. um, and and hands and, and all of those things. But what is the most important thing for those of us who do have to be outside a little bit today? For me, it's got to be the face. It, it's got to be the face because just about everything else, like stocking caps going to go on. Going to have a hoodie and a coat on. Yep. I'll have my boots on. Yep. Um, I've got thicker socks on today. I'm wearing jeans. I'll have gloves. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's just got to it, be that face. It's the face. It's got to be the face. That, that's the one part where, yeah, we got used to wearing gloves, maybe for, a, or not gloves, masks for a couple of years, which those actually worked out really well that winter. It was one of the rare things that like, made that minute, pleasurable. My, my face isn't getting hit. I just haven't. Uh, maybe I'll go find an old COVID mask. <laughs> it, it might work. I haven't uh, dug out the old hunting masks, the the big, you just pull it over full face. Mask. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I need. Do, yeah, a um, couple more texts in. A dealer Dave says, I have two 15-year-old Shih Tzus uh, that just poo on the deck instead. <laughs> Wait a minute. You'll pronounce the na- the what those dogs are, but you won't say the, the creek show? Yeah, but that's uh, the, the, it's Shih <laughs> Okay. And then the second word okay. starts with a T okay. uh, when the weather gets like this. Um, and so, yeah, 15, 15 year, two 15-year-olds? Jeez. Wow. They can almost drive. You got a dog retirement home up in there, dealer Dave. Holy cow. <laughs> Just go on the deck at this point. That's nice. That might actually be a little easier to clean up in it, some it ways. might, really. Uh, then Mike in Ralston says, just traffic-wise, he says, uh, no traffic. The roads are fine. Just uh, just drive smart. OG Steven says, layers, stocking cap. Use a scarf to cover your face. Put your hoodie up if you have a hooded sweatshirt. I have a scarf, but I... I have to find it. I don't know where. I think I own a scarf somewhere. It's not something I'm wearing. I every have day. a scarf. I think the scarf I, I have is, is more, more style than Ooh. it is function. If you're going out to a nice formal event and you wanna, you wanna look very nice. But when when you go down to like if I'm gonna go hang out and walk around Tower but, Square. Yeah, Andy <laughs> says 18 year old home from school and you have to shovel. That's a good. <laughs> I mean, it is his. That's true. Happy it is birthday. his birthday. Clear the driveway. <laughs> it is, his, but yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe now that you're an adult, you can start pulling your weight. Maybe we'll share that duty. That's true. <laughs> I, but then there's the other thing, and and prop maybe dads and moms understand this as well. That there are some jobs where normally you would, you know, your kids should be doing them, and you you want to give it to them. But you also want to have control over how they're done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to. There, there is kind of a balance in your head between instilling work ethic and having it done exactly the way you want to have it done. So that's not even like a child rearing thing. That's a my wife 
won't let me clean the bathrooms. Yeah. Great for you. Yeah, fantastic for me. A big part of it is because when I do clean the bathroom, she says it's still not clean. So she's just going to do it herself. Right. And I'm like, it, this seems fine to me. This has always been a thing with this has always been a thing with mowing the lawn for me. Like people will always say the same thing. I mean, like I have to mow. It, don't you have a son? And I'm like, well, I do. And it's not like he wouldn't do it if I told him to. But I also kind of don't want him to touch my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Like I have a very particular way I want to do this. Right. We need. We have a rotate. We have a. We have a striping rotation that I have. There's a few patterns that I do that I think are the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that holds up. Yeah, it's just you, you it's resting that control that goes along <laughs> with uh with that. So, and I still don't have my snowblower fixed. So, maybe this is the year. When are you are you going to are you going to go out and make a YouTube video of you trying to fix stuff again? No, I'm not. I listen. For those who who missed it, it was what two years? It was a huge snow. What two, three, three years ago? Maybe two. two it was. I think it was. It was twenty twenty. It was, yeah, a, it was when there was this huge storm coming. That winter was it two winters ago that we set all the records for snowfall. It was so, that yeah. year, and my and what a bit on the show uh, was a true bit, but was that my snowblower just it never worked? It would start. And so I went through and and you know I get labeled somebody who wasn't very handy, you know, and it's deserved. <laughs> but I went through it, watched YouTube videos, it, it drained all the fuel. I put in new, what did I do? Put in new spark plugs. I did a whole bunch of stuff, and I sort of made a, a live video after going through. And and it was it was for content. Okay, it was for social media content. I admit, um, but. I had the sense that it was going to work and that I was going to have this triumphant moment that I had fixed my snowblower. The guy nobody thought could fix his own snowblower. I went through, I showed all the products that I bought, and I started recording on Facebook Live. And oh, I will I will give you one one bit of behind-the-scenes truth to this. I, had, I did know it would start because I tried it once before I started the video. And so it was probably so I I take the video in my garage and say here's all the things I did and then I fire up the snowblower and I was like well here's the moment of truth let's see if it works pull it and I had such adrenaline <laughs> from having fixed it that and this was completely unplanned I promise I ripped the cord right off the pull cord right off that is one of, of that snowblower videos even, ever. and it started and so it's running and I could not believe it. You ripped it completely I off. I ripped it completely off. And then I looked at trying to fix that. And I did. I mean, I had used all of my handyman capital for about five years. And so that snowblower is still in the condition that it was that exact night. So I sh- I'll bring it somewhere. But yes. That's so good. All right. 725. Keep telling us uh, what you're experiencing out there if you're on the roads or uh, out there. Have to be out there in it on the Rick's Time Recognition Tax Line at 402-479-1400 on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or some at 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. Hi, yeah. All right, let's get things fired up with number five. Winter weather advisory has been issued uh, for today until 6 tonight. That replaces the winter storm warning, which was originally uh, placed. Snow has pretty much moved out of the area. Uh, wind chill warning, though, remains in effect until noon Saturday. Uh, the strong winds, the blowing and uh, drifting, causing some visibility issues. 35 to 45 below wind chills will persist. Uh, and they'll remain 20 to 35 below through tomorrow night. Uh, the gusty winds should subside somewhat tomorrow night, but the wind chill uh, warning remains in effect until Saturday midday. All right. And a small chance of some snow late Sunday night into Monday. So, uh, bottom line, if you're just waking up and wondering kind of what, what ended up taking place overnight, the uh, the snow totals ended up being on the low end of what the forecasts were, a combination of dry air and, and things kind of moving a bit to the south uh, resulted in. But, you know, I, I'm estimating maybe two, maybe three inches uh, around the capital city, but it is still pretty hard with the way that it's blowing to know exactly what uh, what we had. It'll be interesting to see what the official numbers are. But the precipitation uh, is now now passed through and so that is no longer going to be an issue at least falling precipitation from the sky it is now going to be the cold weather and the winds and what that does with the existing snow right now Uh, bottom line is that what we've got in terms of conditions right at the moment 13 below wind chill 37 you're essentially going to have that right in that range you know 10 to, to 15 below temperatures uh, wind chills 30 to 40 below we're not going to get above zero today over the you're going to have that for 24 hours yeah. you're going to have that for 24 hours after the sun comes up tomorrow slight improvement um, not super significant but at least a little bit of slight improvement uh, you uh, will probably during the course of the day Friday get over zero uh, about lunchtime. Uh, but you'll still have wind chills about 17 below, which is a lot better than than we're at now. But the, that wind is going to stay fairly consistent until the overnight hours, Friday into Saturday. Christmas Eve, uh, about noon, is when the wind really takes a dive, when the temperatures get into double digits above zero once again. And precipitation doesn't look, other than what you mentioned, Mark, uh, doesn't look like it's going to be a real significant issue. Uh, and then by the time that you get to Christmas, you know, when everybody's probably done traveling for the most part, uh, you should have temperatures by the afternoon in, in the 20s, winds at 10 miles an hour, um, you know, maybe even some sunshine at that point. And so, uh, prob- you know, very, very normal, very normal for this time of year here. Then if you want to go out a little bit further after that, uh, I think it looks unlikely that the snow is going to stay around for a real long time, given the rather low amount that we got combined with what the forecast looks like after Christmas, uh, up into 30s, Monday, Tuesday, up into the 40s, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, and then New Year's uh, Eve, Eve, and New Year's Eve, uh, maybe New Year's Day, also maybe looking at 40s into the 50s for those days. Um, and so, yeah, this is uh, it's actually going to be, for the time being, a little bit of a blip with the winter weather, and uh, things are things are going to get back, back above normal. You remember last January? I went through, Mark, and looked at the temperatures last January. Yeah. We were in the 50s and 60s like crazy last January. Yeah, we, um, had, we had some crazy weather in December last year. Yeah, that it was crazy. I mean, you're right. Last year was crazy in December, and then January was like 
so mild. But then in was it February or early March where we hit that thirty below? One? Yeah, we had we had a couple later in the in the winter. But I remember I was celebrating all the cargo shorts weather in January, and then <laughs> and then the uh, then the climate change people got really mad at me for celebrating that, and I said, well, you know, hey, we'll take it. We'll, listen, we'll celebrate when we can. It's I mean it's. It's not like me celebrating is going to change or not change anything here at this point. So, whatever. Uh, here we are. But uh, I, I also don't think the presence of this today proves or disproves anything. I take, think taking examples of a single day or a single month is not really how you look at that data. I think well, in calm the, down with the politics, Jack. I think I'm, in the history of the world... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anything can happen. I just don't want to be. Sh- I just don't yeah. want to be shamed for being happy that there's a nice day in January. Yeah. I don't want to live in that world where I get shamed for that. Yeah. By the way, and that goes for this coming January too. <laughs> we're still getting texts on the Rickstein recognition yeah. text line about how conditions are yeah, out I'm there. Curious. Gene says traveled from Coddington West A area to Bryan West area. No issues. Slight snowpack. Yep. I think you know, and that's been consistent. The the, the travel on the arterial roads just has not. I'm not heard really anybody that it's been real problematic here this morning not a ton of snow there's been treatment there's been enough traffic on those streets that it's not um you know it's not like it's a a sheet of ice there uh in the residential areas you just you just have powdery snow that you're driving you get some drifts that eventually gets packed down and and drifts as well but it's mainly about i mean right now it's mainly about avoiding being outside yeah, for for extended periods of time, and I know that's not totally possible for everybody. You got places to be, you got things to do, you got dogs to walk, you got driveways and and uh, to snowplow or to shovel, and you prob- maybe have jobs where you have to be outside as well. So one yeah. thing about it, with no school, we get le- a lot less traffic out there. Too, that's so. true too, and and people that can work people, remotely probably are. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, able to happen more often now. Speaking of school. Number four. I talked yesterday about the difficulty of the school decisions, and in the LPS where it affected final exams, especially for uh, the high school kids. Yesterday, though, LPS clarified how they're going to handle uh, the two days that were canceled. Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting. They're moving the remaining first semester finals to January at the beginning, right before they start second semester classes. And it, it was uh, it's interesting how they're going to do that. I mean, See, last night I, I I told the story how two nights ago how there was this uh, overjoyedness in my house when the kids found out they were going to get two days off, and I said to my son, I was like, "Yeah, but you have you got finals that you're missing out on that you're probably going to have to take in January now. You have to be getting ready for them. If you were ready for them tonight, you're going to have to re get ready for them." But they tweaked exactly how those finals are counted. Uh, so the grades that the fi- the final exams that are taken. January 4 through 6 will only be used if it improves their first semester grade. So you can only help yourself with the final. And to maintain consistency, any grade that students earned on the final exams that were taken on Tuesday, which was the day they did have school and they took finals, will also be counted in the same way. So it's not like you're at a disadvantage because you had the final scheduled on Tuesday and someone else had it scheduled on Wednesday or Thursday. And so... That is the case as well. So it is a it's a no risk final situation, essentially, for these kids. It, everything's coming up roses for the high school kids right now. But to be fair, to be fair, these are uh, especially some of these seniors, especially some of these seniors, these were uh, the uh, kids that had what 
ninth and tenth grade mauled by COVID. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it may, so maybe a little break here isn't the worst thing in the world, especially when it wasn't something that they could bank on and just not study for, for the most part. Um, so anyway, I think that's a relief for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids who are, especially if you're a high school junior now. You, these finals, if you're a high school junior, these are big ones. They are. These are big. Now I have a senior, and his friends are seniors. They take a little bit less of an intense position on the academics. Let's just say, by the time that you're in your senior year. All I'm figuring your. Not necessarily your son, but certainly folks in that category, uh, that age group. Less studying, more laser tag is what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, Real yeah, big on the laser tag. My, that kid, demo. My, my son and his friends are very into. They discovered with Sun Valley Lanes, evidently, and apparently it's really fun, and they're they're very into it. By so the when, way, when are we going as a morning? Show? I don't know. I'd like to try it though. It sounds fun. Uh, the other thing I'd like to uh, I'd like to mention is uh, my son. Johnny, who uh, Ben, you probably become familiar with if you've listened to the show over the years. Uh, he was a one-year-old when I started this job in diapers uh, to make us all feel old. He turns eighteen today. Turns eighteen today. So, yes, no longer a. Job. I guess the age of majority in Nebraska is technically nineteen, but he can vote now. So good. It's good. Add some more votes into the hopper. Get him ready for those time. city elections. First, yeah, first thing you'll get a vote on is this uh, mayor's election, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Moving on. Number three. Nearly 30 scholarship players, including 21 high school additions, signed to play for Nebraska football at the start of the early signing period yesterday. Yeah, you got. Uh, you only lost one, one commit flips to Cincinnati. It was a, a three-star young man. But you picked up a couple of a uh, couple of commits, a couple. You flipped a couple of guys. Um, Malachi Coleman being the big one in the city got his recommitment there, the four-star wide receiver from Lincoln East, and um, signed. So yeah, and, so that and signed that whole that whole saga is over. Where you know, uh, for him, and now he is a uh, he's a. Uh, it was a. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to be too Kool-Aid glasses type guy or pink rose-colored glasses type guy, but. It was a really good day, wasn't it, all in all? Well, and, and the thing is, expectations... So, with a new coaching staff, expectations overall go up. But with a new coaching staff and only a few weeks until signing day, like that first signing class, what those numbers look like and the quality of player, like those expectations naturally come down because you go... It's a lot in a little time. Yeah, you, you haven't had a staff put together. How many... What are the connections those guys have? What are the current commits that the previous staff was recruiting? Do do you still like those guys? What's all that going to look like? There's a lot that goes into this. They put together a really solid class. You've got um, one walk-on, but you've got five Nebraska in-state offensive linemen coming. You've got six total one um, high school offensive linemen once you add the young man from Pierre. Pierre. Pierre, South Not Dakota. Pierre. It's Pierre. Um, so then you go through big emphasis on both the offensive and defensive line. You've got some uh, three guys transferring in from Florida. <laughs> You've got a, a really big time edge rusher, four star out of Texas. Like there's some really good players in this class. We'll see what they can round out 
before you get to that National Signing Day in the spring. And what exactly this this group looks like when we get to probably about a March 20th start for spring practices to get into that April spring game. Now, the interesting question to me is they bring this uh, transfer in from Georgia Tech at quarterback. Jeff Sims. Casey Thompson, for the time being, is at least staying. Can you really get out of spring with both of those guys? I don't know. I think you can. I think, I think, so? I think you can just because where else are they going to go? But at, at, at that point, where, where one, where are you going to go? Two, the NCAA can grant you eligibility to go somewhere, but you have to request that. It's no longer your free one-time transfer right. somewhere. Right. Well, maybe. So maybe. I don't know. Those seem like two guys who would be expecting to start next year. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I can't believe Casey would hang around to be a bat. I mean, he. I, I'm not saying he would transfer. I don't know. Maybe he would just call it because you know he'd be having. Sur- I think he'll be having surgery. I think that that plays a, a big part of it. Right now, Nebraska sitting with six scholarship quarterbacks yeah. as of right now. Yeah. It feels like that room is going to change in some way here at some point. Just looking at the raw scholarship numbers for the entirety of the team, expect players to hit the portal. Maybe not necessarily right now, but certainly after spring. Yeah. Now, you didn't get all the Nebraska kids that you would have wanted to. There's a tight end from Pierce. It would have been really nice to have. There's a wide receiver from Lincoln High. You would have been really nice to have. Iowa State took both of those. But... Um, as you said, it is a it's a Nebraska heavy class uh, with with guys who are uh, high school stars, mm-hmm. um, including a couple of kids from Lincoln. It's the it's the so. most Nebraska kids you've had in a while, um, especially on the offensive line. It's the most Texas signees they've had in yeah. several years. Expect that. That's kind of where that's kind of where rules got a lot of relationships right now. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Number two. Only a few more days that Lincoln has the only new casino in the state. Racing and Gaming Commission approved the casino operator license uh, as well as hours or operations for the Grand Island Casino Resort and Honor Park. Opens next Tuesday at noon. Uh, the word resort always makes things sound a little bit more alluring. <laughs> Even if you're talking about something in Grand Island or Nebraska anywhere. Hey, I'm going to the resort. Oh, yeah, where? The Fauner Park Resort, uh, but, but nonetheless, nonetheless, yeah. When I think Grand Island. I think Resort. December twenty seventh, they're cutting the ribbon uh, on Tuesday, and then they're going to be open. It's it's actually in the concourse of Fauner Park, um, actually adjacent to what the Thoroughbred Racing Hall of Fame display that they've got well, there. Dang it, we're going to be in Grand Island this Saturday. Can't they open it up a little early for us? You haven't even been to the Lincoln one. I think you need loyalty. You need to go to the Lincoln one first to uh, try this yeah, out. Yeah, probably. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what kind of numbers that they do after we've got a good sense of how Lincoln has done in the first, what, 10 weeks or so being open. And they've got big plans. You've seen their plans, right, for their... Did you just say I have no loyalty for wanting to go visit a different casino? Thank you. I, I <laughs> yeah, Caleb, I'm saying I think that you should have gambling loyalty to the city you now live in. You're not a central Nebraskan anymore. War horse for life, baby. <laughs> I think they're both warhorse, aren't they? Now this this one's called the warhorse. Okay. All right, moving on. Number one. Never thought I'd have this uh, story here, but docs are warning about drinking eggnog. Grandma drank it; she got killed. So you know, you never. Uh, but eggnog, traditional uh, drink made by mixing milk, sugar, cream, nutmeg, and raw eggs. All healthy, all healthy ingredients that I can it's see. The raw eggs that could be a, a problem, a potential danger for salmonella. 
Docs say heating the eggs to 160 kills the bacteria. There are also egg-free recipes, but there's also the... This is more of an issue with homemade eggnog. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, the, I've, the store-bought stuff is pasteurized and yeah, all of that. So. I bought mine. I bought Does it. Eggnog even tastes good. Oh, oh yeah, I've it's, never even again. Tried it. They just uh, the, you've never just, tried it. Something called eggnog. I'm bringing some in tomorrow. Why would I try that? You like nog, Mark? Yeah, I do. I do too. I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I don't like the light version. You know the oh really? So okay, that's interesting. You say that. I went out. I did try to get all my groceries and errands done for through the christmas season and i always it's not like i'm drinking eggnog 12 months a year but i'll always get one bottle of eggnog a year and i usually don't finish it but i always get one just to have some it feels like the traditional thing to do so i bought mine and i was actually i was like maybe i should get the light stuff but i couldn't find it i because i looked at the calories on the on the label of the uh, og version it was like 210 calories in a half cup or something like that. It was it was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It it's was a crazy. product that the, has a marketing problem because eggnog. Here, like it just doesn't sound good. I don't know. You got to try. Maybe I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to bring some in tomorrow and let you try a little eggnog. Now, the good the way you can make it less calorie heavy, Mark, is to uh, you include more of your mixer than the actual eggnog <laughs> because that's a lower calorie. <laughs> Bourbon is a lower calorie food than eggnog. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know. What's the ultimate mix? What do you, uh, if you mix it, what's the what's the right mix? Oh, what do you mix you know, it I'm with? I'm not a big fan of bourbon. Uh, oh, really? No, not really. Uh, I've, I don't like it with scotch. I've had it with um, uh, brandy. Oh, okay. It's probably one of the better ones that I've I'm going bourbon with that. Go whatever you want. <sighs> All right. Yep. I'll sprinkle a little nutmeg on top. Usually it's, it, usually it's being drank. In my pre in my years as a younger father, uh, at about eleven thirty p.m. on Christmas Eve, <laughs> yeah. while I'm putting together some kind of a uh, a dollhouse or a uh, at home kitchen or something like that, while watching the Hawaii Bowl, some game between Fresno State and 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 Hawaii or something, and yeah. uh, that's usually when it comes out. Those days are coming for me. Yeah, <laughs> those days are done for me. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's it. I was going to press number one again, but that's it. That's your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on Lincoln News and Talk 1400 and 99.3 KLIN. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 810, and welcome into the final hour of the show. Glad to have you back with us. Yes, it's uh, bitterly cold out there, 12 below, wind at 17 miles an hour right at the moment. That makes it feel like 35 below, but still 
Girl Lincoln team ventured out into it and uh, ended up here today. Robin Eshleman, Dave Albers, and the Girl Lincoln team. Robin, Dave, good morning. How was how was your commute today? Most cars are going about five to ten miles below the speed limit, but other than that, really, the roads are pretty good. Good, you will be just fine. Good, Dave, you get into town all right? Yeah, it was good. fine. Good. Uh, I got to give. Uh, Nebraska Department of Roads, because I had to uh, drive on Highway 2, or I should say Nebraska you, Parkway. Okay. And, uh... Well, that's not the state anymore. That's the... Well, but it's... I, I, I'm guessing out to the interchange, it might still be no, that's the state. True. That's so, true, before it gets to... Yes. But the, it, it all looked... It, it all looked, It was very passable. Uh, so by the way, it, have you been on the Beltway yet? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I both did. of you have? Yes. Yeah. Was we, it everything you hoped and dreamed it would be? <laughs> <laughs> it well, it's was nice. it was it's nice okay. you know and it's nice to have a nice straight shot for a lot of people i can tell you they're still and it happened this morning there was another semi that didn't make the turn that was on nebraska parkway turning trying to go east on highway two and didn't make the we were turn. talking about that last week yeah oh yeah yeah that's just the- it, it happened Virtually every time I'm coming and going, I see yeah. one. When you say that, you mean they didn't know where to turn, or like they were trying to turn and they got off. So the they're road coming from they, eastbound and they don't. They're, they're eastbound on, uh, or they're 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 westbound, right? No, they're, they're no they're going they're, east. They're going east, okay. and there you have to make a if you're on Old Highway Two or Nebraska Parkway. Uh, you have to make a left-hand turn to get on to Highway 2 to head towards, say, Palmyra or Nebraska City or that, or Kansas City in that area, and that's what confuses people. They they didn't realize. It's not that their tires, like, they no, turn too no, sharp or something. No. You're saying they've they been, just they've didn't been doing realize. this ever since it's they opened didn't up. Realize. You know, I was going eastbound on it, and then I wanted to turn around and go back once I got to 120, 120th, and I was a little confused. Like, they yeah. don't have quite enough sign, or at least last week there wasn't quite enough, and I was sitting there at a three-way stop going, okay, I'm kind of at an angle here. Which one am I supposed to turn left on, you know? Right. So, yeah, it, but I figured it out. All right. There you go. Uh, good to hear that uh, the progress uh, is uh, having a good impact. Dave, I figured, yeah, that'd be something that would be uh, be gratefully impacting to you. The way that you travel and where yeah, you live. Yeah. It makes it, actually, this is going to, it makes it easier for me, mostly because I don't have to cross onto Highway 2 with that four-lane traffic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit smoother. All right, let's get into the news for this week. Uh, a lot of questions here, and we'll start out with this one. Uh, Lowe writes in uh, with picks. What's going on with the old radio shack at 48th and Van Dorn? A fence is being put up. Yes. Ironically, I think it, it would be called a dog-eared fence, and it's for a dog bar. That's uh, that's one of those dog bars that you. We, there's also yep. another one that had been discussed in downtown Lincoln. But yes, this is um, this it's is, a cedar uh, fence up there, I, and I can understand it just looks a little out of place. I'm sure it does at Van Dorn <laughs> Plaza there with a nice yes. a nice cedar fence there in the middle of a parking lot. Yeah, but is that a permanent fence there, or is that? Well, I'm a construction. Assu- I'm no, assuming it's a it's dog a, containment uh, uh, fence. If it's a nice fence, like right. If it weren't a it permanent looks, fence, looks they'd permanent. use they'd yeah. use the orange right. plastic, right? 
True. If they were to instead yeah. of that was my a assumption fence, was like that. that it that it is a permanent it's, fence. It's like the it's like the it's ro- too nice to be temporary. It's like the reverse of the the uh, Joni Mitchell song. Instead of paving paradise to put up a parking lot, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> oh. they built a fence to cover up a parking lot. <laughs> Something or enclose it. Yeah, they are. It's a dog containment area. I am fascinated with the concept now that I'm a yeah. dog owner. I really am. When this opens, depending on what kind of papers you've got to have for your dog to get in there, which I know is in discussion at the policy level, sure. uh, there's been some talk about that. But, well, I'm a little fascinated, you know, because the dog park, you never quite know what you're going to get when when you congregate dog owners <laughs> and dogs who don't know each other. Yeah. There's always a lot of variables in there in terms of, what the expectation is of the owners about how dogs will behave, what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. Throw that in a bar situation. Well, you know, <laughs> close, know. Qu- close quarters. But uh, uh, but I think my my uh, curio- curiosity outweighs my trepidation on this one. And so, uh, but whenever this thing gets going, I'll be I'll be ready. Do they have the build? I haven't. I apparently haven't been over there for a while. They have the well, how, do they look close? Well, the building is it's where the, the same o- building. It's the same oh, building. So it's the actual radio right. show. So you just you'll just see that a kind of around when I check out the there, south and west side of that building, there is a fence. We have a picture on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, I'll take so a look at that. Look at that. Uh, is it going to be like at Radio Shack when I tried to check out there and they needed basically all of my personal information, including my social security number, no. just to buy a cord? <laughs> they'll they'll need to radio. Uh, they'll they'll need that to chip a, on your dog, you. probably. Man, they asked you for a lot of information when you checked out at Radio Shack. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to uh, restaurant news in West Lincoln. Uh, a closing here, apparently. Yeah, I was just up there yesterday. Metzley Restaurant, which was a it was a Mexican place, at forty seven fifteen West Adams and Air Park closed permanently, and we were actually alerted to this by Facebook fan James Berger. Um, but there's a restaurant opening, though, to announce this week. Um, Lincoln Journal Star announcing Fleetwood Restaurant is open at 801 O Street. So that would be under the viaduct. Um, and this is from the folks that brought you Lead Belly Restaurant, um, Toast Restaurant Ooh. up in Fallbrook. Okay. These people know what they're doing. Uh, now you just got my interest what, in so this So what, what's on the menu there? Uh, steaks, seafood. Pork, you Mac know, and American cuisine. I don't remember. Why are you asking very specific? I, w- I want to try the Fleetwood Mac. Uh, oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it, it does you seem like... your mic immediately when we started talking about that, and I was like, what, what does Caleb have to say about this new restaurant in downtown Lincoln? What could he ever have? Well, the funniest joke ever <laughs> is the answer to that. That's uh-huh. actually pretty good. They but probably you should have put that. a kidlet who likes mac and cheese, right? So if they do, you I can... don't care what she likes. I want. Her. I like oh, mac okay. and cheese. You don't like mac and cheese? Well, you know, yeah, of course. Who okay. doesn't? Who doesn't? It's kind of a kid thing, but but yes, I do have a kidlet. You do. You do. And she's cute, too. Uh, All right. So there you go. All right. I'll be fascinated. I mean, those are good restaurants. So I'm really curious what. uh, Those are both really good restaurants. They are good restaurants. Yeah. Uh, And they have brunch. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. I just have to get um, myself. That's, to, that's the only problem is I got to drive myself to 801 Street to. Uh, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. That's the downside. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you just got to go there. Live down there now, though. I know. A lot of people who live down there. All right. Uh, what do we got? Uh, ooh, I'm interested in this one. Uh, yeah. A new opening for a. Uh, uh, a retail store and an industry that is, I think, safe to say it's getting close to a new micro trend, Robin. Um, yes. I, I even saw this little trend in Walmart the other day. Um, if you are looking for a last minute Christmas gift idea, um, our friend commercial broker Kathy Kotwitz announced that she leased a space to First Day Vinyl, which is a record store. Awesome. And this is this particular store is open at 7301 South 27th. That would be south of 27th and Pine Lake Super Saver in a strip center in that and okay. that along 27th Street there kind of near it's in between Super Saver and a car dealer. There's Oh, a, okay. There's yeah. a strip yeah. center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about then. Hey, this vinyl I I started, I had an old record player that I never used, and then people started putting vinyl out again, and I was like, you know, that might be fun, and then I inherited some of my, we found some of my dad's old vinyl up in the attic, and I took that, took that, which was some awesome stuff, like old Chicago and blood, sweat, and tears, and stuff like that, and so, um, you're talking my language, Now I'm starting to, starting to build, you know, starting to get into that collecting, I bought a couple of things online, and so, but there's a bunch of, there's one at Meadow Lane. There's one on North uh, North 66th Street. Uh, there's one. I'm going to miss some too. There's this one. I bet there's five or six of these shops now in in Lincoln. Uh, well, and a few crazy. years ago, my daughter, who is in her upper twenties, uh, wanted for a Christmas gift a, and I can't remember if it was a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. Anyhow, wanted a. Uh, record player that's yeah. what i was wondering yeah. is where are are people buying the turntables new are yes. they yes that's they're a new, like that's new. we there they, they there's various kinds you can get but they especially at christmas times they put out these one like i was just in jc penny the other day and they had a a, a table of them these crossly ones that are they look you know they kind of have they're kind of they look wood they've got wooden uh, oh. around <laughs> the uh, outside so they look really decorative like that's like that's kind furniture of like, yeah kind yeah. of it's like it's, i mean some people have the old console ones. It's not that big, but you know, it's a small, really kind of nice, classic this, looking. And that's the one. That's something that I have. Mine's got a radio on it too, and a CD player on it. And uh, some of oh, them well. come with Bluetooth. Yeah. My, now mine doesn't have that. Nor does mine have an Bluetooth. external. Bluetooth. Yeah. Nor does mine have an external speaker hookup to it. Which because I got we got ours probably fifteen, seventeen years ago. Oh wow. When. It was just, n- nobody, it really wasn't a thing. It's it's weird because there was about a 15-year period where nobody was doing, records were something that no one was interested in. Um, and then they, they kind of started coming back. Now you need a really Fleetwood bad. Mac album. I do. I don't think I have one. I don't think that is in my collection yet, but that well, would be good. Well, you use Alexa, right? I yeah. mean, I just... If I want to listen, I just call up Chicago well, on yeah, Alexa. Yeah, I know, but that's the that's. There's no come on, Robin. There's <laughs> there's no, no nostalgia. In no, that. no nostalgia. That's not the warm sound of no the vinyl scratching. Right? <laughs> you don't sit down and listen to a, an entire album. Nobody listens to entire albums anymore. Right? This you sit down. I got. I put one side on. The only thing is, 
it's pretty quick. You sit down and you get all comfortable. You're like, oh, crap, i got to flip this thing now. <laughs> Already. Yes, that's why we gave them up. <laughs> and if you'd like to not listen to entire albums or entire songs at all, Request Line Friday. Request so Line Friday, yes, the exact opposite of that as well. All right, more retail. Another last-minute gift idea uh, in the uh, 17th and Pioneers area. We've seen kind of a reduction in the speed of these opening, but they're still opening. Um, the skin-based... Um, spas, skin care. Um, this one is California based. It's called Skin Experts. Just opened at 4400 Lucille Drive, which is maybe roughly 74th and Pine- 74th. Pioneer Boulevard. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, gift, gift card or whatever is, that's always a good last minute gift item. Can't really go wrong with something yep. like that. All right. Uh, workout. Speaking of people living in the uh, downtown and the Haymarket area, they're putting a, uh, a, a gym or at least, uh, with something like a gym, yeah. uh, down there, probably primarily is for people who live in that area. Yeah, and, and uh, we have other ones in town. This is Hot Works Gym. They're uh, open in the Haymarket uh, in in the rail yard area. Infrared sauna workouts, and they do them for 15 to 30 minutes. So you can really perspire, apparently. Now, today that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, July, does. not so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, think about this. Once you get done with that, then you have to go walk outside. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That sounds cold. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, I don't know if it was with you guys or previously, but uh, Kuehl's Restaurant site on O Street, longtime restaurant uh, with the newspapers uh, on the table and uh, those things. It looks like another pretty uh, pretty nice residential project looking to go in there. And they've been talking about TIF with it with the city council, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And this week, the city council voted to approve a 70 apartment project where the former Cools restaurant used to be is that abandoned building at 10th and O between 10th and 11th on the north side of O. There hasn't been anybody there for years, but there used to be a restaurant and a Catholic bookstore there, mm-hmm. and it's been vacant forever. Um, so finally, there is a developer who is going to do something a little fresher there i read uh that there's a they they've got underground parking with this one and they were talking about mm-hmm. whether or not that should be included with the tiff yeah yeah that was part of the thing but that's probably a pretty nice feature that you don't necessarily get in all of these facilities yeah so. although you're starting to see a little bit more of that with some of the newer yeah i just thought in the downtown area the infrastructure issues might be difficult for that to actually happen all right uh last but not least and then uh more again uh, downtown residential projects they're not slowing down and we've heard a lot about this one yeah uh, a big one uh ninth and p where the gas station is right lincoln bold is the name uh, that they currently have for it ninth and p as you mentioned it would be the tallest skyscraper in lincoln uh 22 stories and this is where the old melacar uh philip 66 mm-hmm. gas station was located uh, is that still open or is I, that I, shut down i think it, it I mean, they, they still put the score predictions up on their little yeah. uh, thing there yeah i think they're still open at least at this point yeah. They're anticipating $87 million, and the city council is going to vote the next time they're going to They're going to go over top the lead, set, the, uh, lead yeah. place, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In height. Well, it was a good run.
being yeah. number two behind the Capitol for them. Uh, they're going to move to number three now. Apparently, there's been some discussion about whether the way it's, it looks on the outside blends in with, with the, the haymarket, haymarket or not, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but what do you do? You know, you're right at the transition between Haymarket and downtown. Yep. Yep. So. All right, more places to live in downtown Lincoln. All right, that's all our time that we've got. No show this week, uh, and then uh, but uh, and then next Thursday we are off. We're doing our best of. Well, we're not off. We're doing our best of. So we will talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. Yes. Merry right. Christmas Merry and Christmas happy New Year, year you yep, guys. Yep. There you go. Eight twenty six. Take a break. Caleb's got sports next on KLIN. The holiday season is here. Tell us your favorite tradition with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Psychologist Jessica Blum. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, before we get into the, the meat of our discussion with Greg Sharp, we were just chit-chatting, Greg and I were about the uh, about the weather right now and uh, the streets and, and what it's like outside. Greg, you know what I realized? Um, and obviously things would have to go very well, but it's just a fun hypothetical to think about. You know, there is a hypothetical world where uh, a few years down the line, uh, Nebraska football could be hosting a uh, a college football playoff game on this weekend <laughs> down the road. Uh, how about a how about a um, a team from down south coming up to play a game in uh, thirteen below weather with forty below wind chills? That would that, that would be something. Yeah, Matt Rule mentioned that referenced that yesterday at his press conference about you know trying to build what kind of offense you want to build, and he said. Hey, I, I see what the weather's like around here in November and December, so you better be able to adapt to that. And that's why he said you got to be good along the line of scrimmage. And then he kind of talked about how fun would that be in the expanded playoff to welcome one of those teams to Lincoln, Nebraska in December for a, a game that means a lot. So, yeah, he, he talked about that. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now, well, I think if it happens, give me like, uh, you know, 20 degrees and some nice snow rather than, uh, you know, 40 below wind chills if I had to do that. But, uh, yeah, that would be at that, that very much would be fun. Uh, just kind of a general overview yesterday. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you think because I know you were you were covering it live yesterday and and uh, prepping for that and talking about it on on balance. Yesterday was a you know a really good thing in terms of uh, a really good day, I should say, in terms of the outcomes that were still kind of left up in the air going into the day. Yes, boy, I think so. I, yeah. I think there were some nice additions, uh, some some announcements out of the portal. I mean, you know, a big defensive lineman from Texas A and M was kind of a name we hadn't heard a lot about, and Judy. Uh, that uh, announced he's coming to Lincoln to to bolster that line of scrimmage. You know, there, you always have a couple of guys that maybe you, you would love, love to have gotten, young man from Lincoln High. I know they would have loved mm-hmm. to have had him, but 
So, you, you know, it's never perfect, but I think on balance, it was a really good day and a good start for this staff. And, you know, I think they benefited a little bit, Jack, from the date, the signing day being the 21st. And last year, I think it was the 15th or 16th. So getting an extra four or five days, I think, was really helpful for them. But, man, these guys, uh, full of energy. I've met most of them now and really, really impressed with what I've seen the first couple of weeks. How big of a challenge is that to go from, you know, whatever day it was, what, not even a month ago, right? When when Rule was named the uh, head coach to, or about exactly a month ago, to where we are a month later and getting up and doing this signing day, hiring a staff, getting out, making connection with all of these recruits, potential transfers, and then, you know, uh, bringing it to fruition with the signing. Just what kind of a logistical total challenge is that for this new coaching staff? It is. There's a lot of it. He was he was introduced to all of us on the 28th of November. So today's what the 22nd. So, but but then here here I think that the helpful thing for Matt was that he was kind of he had two months to think about what he wanted to do if he was handed the keys again to another program from the time that Carolina and he parted ways. So he had some time to reflect, think, and and so I think you know he was ready to go. When it, when it, and so were some of his assistant coaches ready to join him right away. And so I think that time really helped kind of recharge his batteries, mm-hmm. kind of got him juices flowing again. And so he had a full plan, and, and he implemented it really well the last couple of weeks. And so I, and I'm excited. I think all Husker fans are. And I think, you know, just the results we saw yesterday – uh, is a really solid start for the program. What do you think about the the type of players that he he went after and this staff went after? Um, what can you glean from what that will mean in terms of what this team uh, is wants to be at least stylistically? Yeah, I think what you saw was a real emphasis on speed, and and, and even to the point where guys maybe their their track acumen is bigger than their football. And I think they believe in themselves so much as developers that they go, give me a great athlete who can run, and we'll figure out the rest of it. And they did that in a, a couple of cases. Also, it's a really heavy offensive line class, and we knew it was going to be because of the in-state players. And they were able to keep those guys in tow. You know, and I'm thinking of you know Sledge in Omaha yeah. and Goldman and Gretna and Gatula here in Lincoln. So they were able to to latch onto those guys and and really add some depth to the offensive line room. Yeah, I I I had noticed that just when and he mentioned it in the in the press conference a little bit just all of the in-state names but so many of them across the 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 front lines, offensive line, defensive line. I I don't remember Greg, I don't remember guys at least the caliber of guys that you expect are coming in that are scholarship guys that are guys that you expect to play coming in across the line from the state in a long time. Maybe I've got a short memory, but um that was that was significant in this class. Totally. It totally was. And, and it reminds me, of, <laughs> I hate doing this, but it reminds <laughs> me a little bit of the 90s. I mean, you go back to Wiegert and Wilkes and, and, and Hoskinson, those guys that were all in-state linemen on some of that yeah. late 90s teams. And the, the, the state was producing those guys who were really good football players. So, uh, hey, maybe, maybe it's kind of come back around. And, and, and you know, hey, Matt, Matt inherited most of those guys. Most of those guys had already been committed, yeah. and then you can go on the other side of the ball, and Maverick Noonan was committed. But they held the commitment. Yeah. They, they were able to go and tell him, hey, we do really want you. We want you to be a part of this thing. And I should throw Knudsen in there as well, the young man from 
Scott's bluff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Sledge, all those guys. Yeah, it's just a there's a it's a long list, and it says a lot too about Nebraska high school football. I think uh, I don't. Um, man, Greg, I, I you know I go to a decent amount of games. I don't remember. Um, a lot of years, especially in a lot of times, you got some of those guys in Omaha, but sort of the widespread Division One talent this this state has seems to be at a higher level than it's been a long time, maybe ever here in the state. And hopefully, that's a, I mean that could be a boon to Nebraska football here going forward if you can keep those in size in state guys in the state. A hundred percent. And Matt said he studied that before he took the job. He kind of wanted to know what's the state producing right now and what's the projection for the state in 24 and 25. And he liked what he saw. He saw a handful of guys who really could be helpful. One of the other interesting things about this were some of the legacy players. I mentioned Maverick Noonan. Obviously, Danny was a great yep. Husker, a defensive player. Sledge's dad played football in Nebraska. Yep. Lloyd's mom was a terrific track and field athlete at Nebraska. And then you go down south to Texas and Van Poppel, his dad was a tremendous pitcher in the major leagues. Yep. And so you've got guys who have good bloodlines and athletic parents mm-hmm. and grew up in a sports family where, you know, I'm sure it was a topic of conversation every night around the dinner table. And, and I think that's an interesting and, and really cool wrinkle to this whole thing. I'm curious on your take, Greg. Um, so Nebraska brings Sims in, the quarterback from Georgia Tech, who I think is a really interesting prospect. Just the combination of the arm and and the running, and I don't know if he was in a, a, a you know a situation that really matched what his skills are at Georgia Tech or or not. And then Casey, uh, as as you correctly indicated before, uh, looks like he's at least planning on coming back for now. Is uh, I mean, and, and I don't know what Casey's situation is health-wise, if he's going to even be a part of the spring or not, but it sounds to me like these are two guys who would hope and expect to be the starter next year. I mean, is it possible to even uh, have both of these guys be a part of the program next year? I mean, But moving on would be hard when you're coming in if you're Sims. So what do you kind of expect to have this shake out over the next few months? I expect competition. And I love that. And I think that's what Matt Rule's like, all right, yeah, you started this past year, but nothing's guaranteed. We're going to bring in somebody to really push you and try to beat you out in this thing. And I think Casey kind of relishes in that. So this should be fun. I don't know what his status will be for spring. He did have some surgery done last week. Heard it went well, but I don't know the timeline and the re- the, to get back out of the field and, and practice. But you know, I think that uncertainty also adds why you go get a Jeff Sims. If, you, if you're not sure about Casey and what's going to happen, you better go get somebody that you feel like can help you win next fall. And Jeff Sims certainly fits that bill. Good player, good dual-threat quarterback who's been a starter in the ACC at Georgia Tech for a couple years. So I think, you know, Matt Rules, you know, he says, we don't – I loved his line yesterday. He's like, somebody asked him about what do you look for in a quarterback. He goes, oh, it's different things. But when I want one, I see one I want like I want him, and he said that was the case with Jeff Sims. He was available, and I go, I want him, so mm-hmm. they went and got him. So, what are the next few you know weeks and months before you get into to spring ball? I know there's another signing day later in the winter, the one that used to be the more traditional signing day. Um, you know, transfer portal is open now, um, and then it'll close up, then it'll open again after spring. But what kind of do the personnel decisions and activity look like for the next three months before you get to spring ball here? Well, there's still more coaches to add to the and staff. That, yeah. He still has to announce three more guys. So you're still kind of looking to, to fill out that staff. I think you'll see some more movement in the portal and probably some current guys on the roster probably will still add their names to the list, maybe after seeing what happened on signing day. And I think there's more conversations that 
that Coach Rule and some of these players need to have when they get back from the holidays. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts, I still think, in the next 30 to 45 days for this roster. And then it's just a matter of these coaches getting to, to kind of get on the same page with themselves. We're going to have Tony White on Sports Nightly tonight, mm-hmm. the new defensive coordinator. And he, he doesn't know some of the guys on his own defensive staff <laughs> all that well. I mean, they kind of yeah. know of each other, but they, they have to get on the same page with all this stuff. So there, there's a lot of things that still have to happen. And, and I don't know if you – and by my goodness, how strong is Matt's emoji game, Jack? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if strong, confusing is the word I would say, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> i got to figure out what all this means. <laughs> but they were already starting the drumbeat of 24, and people are like, what do you mean by that? Well, that's, that's the next recruiting class. So they're already starting to think about who they want to put in the 24 recruiting class. So uh, these guys, their minds are racing right now to try to get everything uh, in place, they got to get their families moved here to Lincoln over the next three to four weeks. So there's just a lot of things for them to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little hoops. I know you went down and, and checked out uh, uh, that Kansas State game, which unfortunately was yeah. not an enjoyable game at all. Nebraska bounces back, though, uh, against Queens uh, with a pretty good showing against a, a team I think that is probably better than people realized, and, and that's a game that Nebraska basketball hasn't won in previous years. Uh, what's kind of your assessment after having seen the K-State game in person and seeing how they bounce back against Queens? How does it sort of put in context the, the strong performances uh, that they had in at least two of the three games before that. Yeah, it was disappointing, and sometimes that happens after a finals week. Yeah, and, and, and hey, look what happened in Iowa City last night to the Hawkeyes. They yeah. they lose to Eastern Illinois as a thirty-one point favorite. I mean, you just have some strange results, and and I just thought Nebraska was off Saturday against K State, and K State put it, played pretty well in that game. So you finish the non-con, you're seven and four in the non-conference. I, I think the thought was to try to be at that. Worst eight and three, so they're probably one back of where they really wanted to be through the non-conference schedule. And now here we go; it's eighteen conference games left to be played, and a giant one against the aforementioned Hawkeyes next Thursday night uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So uh, to me, that is a giant game to try to get that first league win. The guys are gone now for a couple of days; they reassemble back in Lincoln on Christmas night. Okay. and then start prep for the Hawkeyes next week. Why does everybody lose a big game right before they play us, it seems Ooh. like? <laughs> right? Every time. It feels like it, every single, it, it happened with, what, Creighton? And I guess that worked out okay, but uh, well, it happened with Indiana. Creighton lost a big game right before us, that's and then true. several after. Yeah, that's true. They still haven't, still haven't <laughs> won one, I don't December, believe. December, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Um, so we got that. Well, yeah, and you mentioned sort of, and, and, uh, man, uh, but Greg, I'll tell you what, you I would have taken if you offered me that non-conference record in you know on Halloween, uh, I would have said absolutely right, a hundred percent going into this season. Now you kind of have yourself in a position where it sets up. Um, if you if you can get around five hundred in the league, you get to a place where at least some level of postseason play is Correct. on the table and, and probably likely right. I mean that's absolutely. I think I mean I, that does that seem like kind of a fair bar. Uh, fair bar to say, hey, this would constitute us, you know, a successful season and some real significant improvement for where this team's been under Hoiberg so far. Absolutely, and, and I, I think every one of us that watch it see the improvement with this right. group. That this yeah. is the best group that he's had out there, and they're going to continue to fight. They're not going to give up. This is a, a veteran group of guys who are going to bring their hard hat every day. And even in the Kansas State game, they played hard. They just didn't make shots and. 
they were just seemed like they were a half step slow on the defensive end and didn't quite close out enough. And but it wasn't from not the want to was there. It just didn't all fall into place. I also like the kind of the emergence of Lawrence, the young freshman guard. Yeah. I think he's playing better basketball, and I think they got to try to increase his minutes as they move along. So. Yeah, there's there's some fun times ahead. I think this team will be a real load for anybody coming into PBA to play. I think with the fan support and the, how hard they play, I think they're going to be a challenge for anybody coming to Pinnacle Bank. And it starts next Thursday with, I know. with the Hawkeyes here. Greg, I wish the students were in town for that game. Yeah. I mean, that all you know, that takes a little bit out, and some of them will still show up. But, uh, yeah, the fans need to bring the energy, bring the home field advantage for that game um, and, and make PBA a really hard place to win again. It can be. It hasn't been. Uh, but I think it it can be. Uh, hey, real quick before we wrap up, I I want I did want to mention women's basketball too. It's man, it's kind of a bittersweet situation last night. You get a win against a, a Kansas team that was unbeaten and had really looked good this year in some of their games. As you get the win, but that Allison Widener injury, I mean, we don't know details yet. But man, just looking at things, it didn't look good, Greg. Um, and so yeah, it's it's just it's just kind of a mixed bag after last night in that game. What a tremendous game. My goodness. Yeah. Triple overtime. And Kansas really hadn't even been pushed all year. No, so they killed people. To, yeah. Yeah. So to do that, and yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see on, on the Widener injury. And, and they, they come back a, a day earlier than the men. They play next Wednesday. They're in a three-game stretch of ranked teams. Started with Kansas last night. They get Michigan at home, and then they go to Indiana. So Jeez. they've got three straight ranked teams for them to play. But that was a big time win. That's going to look really good on the resume for that team come March. By the way, how about Mandy Maggie Megelson, Mendelson? Jeez, Maggie Mendelson switching sports and like ten days into it, becoming a significant contributor in her first games, first time even spent it. She this missed team. a double double last night by a point and a really? rebound. Jeez, that's that's she, pretty impressive, Greg. She's already one of the best shot blockers in the league. Mm-hmm. And she just has that ability to, to tap balls away, and that's her volleyball skill kind of showing yeah. up with that. But she's got good touch around the basket. What a great addition for that team to get her back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, who made these schedules? Holy cow. <laughs> All of them are just ridiculous. But nonetheless, uh, you got to play the best to uh, get to the point that you want to be. Hey, Greg, thanks so much. Uh, we'll be uh, listening to Sports Nightly tonight to hear the new defensive coordinator. That'll be very fascinating to kind of hear a little bit about his philosophy and who he is. And, and I'm sure we're going to have more of those conversations with the assistance coaches going forward. Always appreciate it. Great coverage yesterday. And uh, we'll talk to you. We're going to talk to you in two weeks. We are off with Best Of Show, so we'll talk to you in 2023, all right? Sounds good, Jack. Thank you. All right, there you go. Greg Sharp, Voice of the Big Red. It's 855. We'll wrap up the show on this very cold Thursday morning on KLIN. The holiday spirit is alive and well on our sister station, B107.3. But we'll be here when you need us. 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. Hey, we said earlier uh, in... we, we uh, Kind of give you a different version of Ticket Thursday today because of the weather situation. Uh, so we did a text contest for the sixth at Iowa game that Greg and I were just talking about. Uh, and game, please be loud. Please be very partisan at that game. We would appreciate it. Uh, stick with us throughout the day. Of course, uh, weather situation is one uh, that is still very impactful, and we will have the latest throughout the course of the day. Right now, we are at 13 below. Uh, the wind chill. Ooh. 
We're about to crack 40 below on the windshield, Caleb. Uh, I don't know if we've been there yet today, at least on our little windshield meter here. Uh, but that that's gonna that's really going to continue about the same for 24 hours. It'll get a little bit of relief as we get into the afternoon tomorrow. Uh, and then Christmas Eve is going to be kind of a lot more of a uh, uh, lot more of a normal December day without the extreme colds associated with. It. So, uh, be, you know, be careful out there. Uh, be careful traveling. Keep it tuned to KLIN for the very latest involving all of that. And we will be back tomorrow with Request Line Friday. Still time to get those requests in. Yes. Just general. Uh, it's it's the last day of school before Christmas. So you whatever quick. you want to hear holiday music. Uh, wise or whatever puts you in the mood for Christmas vacation. Uh, that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We'll see you then. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.